Halloween is approaching. The barrier between the worlds of the living and the dead is growing ever thinner. On the 31st of October, that barrier will be torn asunder as legions of terrifying beings spill into our world to wreak havoc on the unprepared. Thankfully, you're a listener to this podcast. My previous podcasts have dealt with staying safe on those other 364 days of the year. But on All Hallows' Eve, normal rules do not apply. We martial artists need to be prepared for anything, and I mean anything. In this brief podcast, you will learn all you need to learn to keep yourself safe from the witching hour of the 31st of October to the safety of midnight on All Saints Day. Listen carefully, prepare wisely, and share this information with all those you care about. If you do that, then maybe, just maybe, you'll make it through Halloween unscathed. (laughs) As Sun Tzu said, know your enemy and know yourself and you will never know defeat. We therefore need to go through each of the terrifying creatures we can face this Halloween and what avoidance strategies and martial methods will keep us safe from joining the numbers of the undead. We'll begin with ghosts. Ghosts. These ethereal spirits of the dead can be hard to engage in direct combat. However, Karataka, who subscribe to the 1950s style of Katabunkai, are experts. They too know exactly how to fight invisible opponents who move in ways that defy all logic. We recommend consulting them on the best way forwards. The one caveat is that the ghosts will need to attack along the compass points in groups of eight. If you are attacked by a single spectre, at any angle other than straight on, 45 degrees or 90 degrees, then the 1950s approach to Kata will not have the answer. In that case, we recommend running into walls at high speed. Hopefully, the ghost will not be able to stop in time and will pass straight through you and the wall. Once the ghost is on the other side, you can turn and make good your escape. Poltergeists Poltergeists are ghosts that throw things around and break things. All arts will cover the basic body shifting and evasion skills needed to thwart this kind of attack. However, if you belong to one of those taekwondo schools that are forever breaking various boards and bricks, particularly if you like throwing them into the air to break them with acrobatic kicks, then you should use your shared love of breaking inanimate objects and try and bond with the poltergeist. If a friendship is established, you can ask your spectral buddy to punch people in the head while you wiggle your fingers at them from the other side of the room. This combination of ghouls and the gullible will see you quickly establish yourself as a master of no-touch knockouts. However, it must be remembered that the friendship of poltergeists is fickle, and they have been known to stand by idle as people embarrass themselves in front of sceptical scientists and TV crews. They also love to watch you get punched in the face as non-believers seek to test your powers. You have been warned. <laughs> Demons 
Demons are more interested in claiming your soul than they are in physically harming you. The standard method is to get you to sign a contract that promises all kinds of earthly pleasures, but also demands that you surrender your soul to them upon death. These contracts are signed in blood, but they are generally way easier to get out of than your standard black belt program contract at your average McDojo. We recommend studying at any such McDojo, safe in the knowledge that you will end up knowing more about evil and unbreakable contracts than your common or garden henchman of Beelzebub. Many a demon has tried to win the soul of such McDojo members, only to find themselves coming to confused and penniless in a McDojo soon after. It is rumoured that McDojo members are now off limits to demons due to the upper echelons of the demonic hordes getting sick of hearing phrases like the following from their underlings. No, I didn't get any souls, but I did get the third stripe of my mauve belt. Vampires Vampires are super fast and super strong. You are almost certain to lose if you fight them hand to hand. The well publicised way to defeat vampires is a stake through the heart, so get training in harness and sharpen up those sticks. While always presented as cool, sexy and invincible in the movies, vampires do have less publicised weaknesses that are easier to exploit. One thing to note is that vampires have no reflection in mirrors, so while movie vampires are always impeccably well dressed, in reality you will need to be on the lookout for people with badly combed hair, unnoticed coffee stains on their clothing and bits of green vegetables embarrassingly stuck between their pointy teeth. One of the more embarrassingly pathetic weaknesses vampires have is an inability to go near garlic. They are also unable to look directly at crucifixes and they can't enter a place unless they're invited in. So while physically very strong, the simplest way to stay safe from vampires is to hold a members only French cuisine night in your local church. <coughs> Werewolves Werewolves only assume their form on a full moon. So on this Halloween, 2016, you're quite safe as the full moon is towards the middle of the month and the moon will be barely visible on the big night. The official werewolf forecast for Halloween 2016 is therefore very low. However, the flip side of this is that the potency of werebeasts does not peak on All Hallows Eve. They can attack whenever the moon is full. Silver bullets are the most famous way to stop werewolves, but the cost of a silver bullet and variable rules on firearms across the globe means that that's not an option for everybody. The good news is that even a tiny bit of silver added to a normal weapon can have an effect. Our recommendation is taping a cheap piece of jewellery to the end of a baseball bat. If you don't have any silver, then the wooden weapons of Kabuto and Arnis can also be useful. The most effective way to use them against a werewolf is to shout FETCH and throw the wooden weapon away. The werewolf will be unable to resist going to collect the wooden weapon, but be aware they may quickly return. A more advanced option is to make a throwing motion but keep the weapon in your hand. The werewolf will run in the direction of the throw 
and consider you a dangerous sorcerer when the weapon they assume you threw cannot be found. Unarmed options are very limited, and you're almost sure to lose when the werewolf is in wolf form. The best option is to shout STAY! SIT! in an authoritative tone and hope a cloud blocks out the moonlight. As the creature assumes human form, you need to bound forwards to close the gap, land a punch and then bound back before the moonlight returns. The footwork of modern competitive karate is ideal for this. Zombies Zombies are slow moving and relatively easy to evade. The fact that they operate in large groups is what gives them their advantage. Never try to grapple with a zombie. You are vulnerable to their cohorts and the fact they don't feel pain makes submissions pointless. Tai Chi is undoubtedly the best martial art for dealing with zombies. The fact that you can move as slowly as them is very likely to make them confuse you as one of their own. To the eyes of the undead, you look like a zombie engaging in some dimly remembered, post-infection, funky dance moves. It's not unusual for zombies to join you in the dance. Indeed, older listeners may remember one such zombie group dance being captured on film in the early 1980s. This genuine footage was used in an award-winning music video of that time, having been mistaken for groundbreaking special effects by the general public. Aliens We're not sure why aliens are now part of Halloween, but there's no denying you do see them doing the rounds. Aliens are physically weaker than we humans, but their advanced technology makes them almost impossible to defeat with any martial art. We know so little about them to be able to work out what their weaknesses are. Where do they come from? How can they travel such huge distances? Did they really build all the great structures of antiquity? And why did they give up on advancing mankind in favour of an obsession with probing the orifices of confused loners? The best way to stay safe from alien attacks is to avoid where aliens hang out. All the evidence from first-hand observers suggest aliens like to drive their spacecraft near airports, military bases and near firework displays. Also, avoid alcohol, as being inebriated seems to drastically increase the chances of an alien visitation. If you are confronted directly by an alien being, all we can suggest is you try some of the things that have proved to be successful in movies. You could try bonding with the alien over a three-note synthesizer-based jamming session. If de-escalation does not work, then try spilling water on them, as in the movie Signs. Because while aliens are intelligent enough to travel interstellar space, it would seem they are prone to oversights like not noticing that a fluid which burns them like acid covers two-thirds of the world's surface and falls from the sky. If that proves ineffective, you could try sneezing on them. According to War of the Worlds, that will wipe them all out. Sadly, this is reliant on the whole alien attack force forgetting to get their jabs before setting out on their earthbound soiree. The final method, which has been shown to be effective on TV innumerable times, would be to get a distant acquaintance to put on a red t-shirt and go and visit the aliens with you. The effect of this can be increased if you also have a Scottish engineer with you, also dressed in red, 
and a friend with pointy ears, preferably holding an old-style cassette recorder, dressed in blue. For reasons unknown, aliens just hate non-Scottish distance acquaintances in red and will always kill them first. Please note that as the head of the group you may be required to smooch with other aliens and deliver condescending speeches to them before you can finally make good your escape. <laughs> Witches Witches like living in gingerbread houses. However, their blatant disregard for building regulations is the least concerning thing about them. Their primary method of attack is using their wand, a pointy stick that has lightning fly out the end of it, to turn people into frogs. Basic body shifting and evasion skills are very helpful here. However, if you are struck and turned into a frog, it is important to have the antidote close by. Basically, all you need is a young girl of royal blood who inexplicably has a thing for kissing amphibians. It really is that simple. <laughs> trolls One of the forgotten creatures of Halloween. In the past, trolls used to live under bridges, whereas in the internet age, most now live in their mum's basements. The historical trolls were reduced to stone when exposed to sunlight, but these days trolls are reduced to insulting your mother when exposed to a rational argument. The common advice of don't feed the trolls is undoubtedly right, and they're easy to avoid. Simply live an active and happy life and realise the words, I'm a better human being for reading the comments section on YouTube, has never been spoken by anybody, ever. So there you have it. Your guide to staying safe from all the monsters we all face during the spooky 24 hours that is All Hallows Eve. Bolt the doors, gather your survival kit, and keep your wits about you. I'll see those of you that survive on the other side. <laughs>《Well, I do hope you enjoyed that, and it added a little bit of levity to your Halloween, and if it didn't, then I apologise for wasting the last 20 minutes of your life. <laughs> uh, it's been 10 years since we've been uh, doing these podcasts. Uh, we did the first one in October 2006, and it's now October 2016. Uh, this is not the special thing that I promised you for the 10 years. Uh, that's still to come. As you may remember, the reason that I'm late with that is because uh, Becky and I are expecting our daughter any time now. So I've recorded this podcast uh, early, um, obviously because I'm going to be busy towards the uh, latter end of the month. Um, so I'll obviously I'll be in touch about that, and there'll be news on uh, on that side of things in the next podcast too. So I hope you have a great Halloween. I appreciate you indulging me in this bit of silliness. It was one of those things, I was driving along and it just popped into my head and I thought, you know what, that might be fun. So um, I had fun writing it and doing it. So I hope you shared in that. And as I say, if you didn't, I'm very, very sorry. Right, well, I'll be back with a new podcast, something more serious and, and substantial uh, next month. Until then, have a really good month and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, take care now. Bye-bye.